Welcome to End of the Line. I'm Jim Anderson, Multimedia Content Director at Engineering.com. On today's episode, there's an engineering fix for everything, including the economy. Today's episode is brought to you by Engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on Engineering.com TV today. Empty store shelves, computer chip shortages, labor shortages, supply chain disruptions, inflation at levels not seen in 30 years. Now the list of bad news just gets longer and longer every day, as is the list of experts, pundits, and academics attempting to explain why we're in the mess we're in. Now I'm not normally short of opinions, and they usually involve an engineering explanation for why things happen, even in situations that are not directly engineering related. Now in my opinion, the economy as it exists right now is just a classic case. So in a nutshell, here's my theory on why we are in the mess we're in. Now I'll start with an engineering approach to the problem by defining baseline parameters. The planet is a giant consumption economy. At its most fundamental, people need to consume air, water, food, clothing, shelter, and other less immediate needs for long-term survival and happiness. Now, it's no coincidence that engineering devices such as the yoke for draft animals, the plow, the horseshoe, the water pump, the loom, and other basic technologies, well, they were critical to population growth and social development for the last 4,000 years. Now, fast forward to today, and we still consume those basics, but we enjoy a greater supply of them at lower cost, however you measure it, than ever before. Now, to achieve this, we use two techniques, mass production and market economics. Market economics, in this case meaning the pricing mechanism, creates an information feedback system that helps individuals decide how to allocate resources efficiently. If prices are low, a farmer may not plant as much barley this year, and Ford may not make as many F-150s, or Boeing 777s. The beauty of market economics is that this feedback mechanism is essentially free, and it immediately matches what people want with what people can make. Now, mass production is all about lowering consumer prices by decreasing unit cost. That means making a lot of things in one place and at one time, and breaking up the task of making those things into smaller subunits so that unskilled or semi-skilled workers can make complex products. When Henry Ford was a young man, it took a skilled craftsman to build an automobile. By the time he was done, semi-skilled workers doing simple, repetitive tasks on a moving assembly line could, with a couple of thousand others, build more complex automobiles at lower prices. Now we know this, but how do we end up where we are today? Well, as the consumer goods became more complex and mass production became wildly successful at lowering costs and prices, the labor component of manufacturing represented one of the few places where cost control could flow directly to the bottom line. The computer software people talk about margins of 30 or 40%, but 5% is more common in mass production of things like cars and appliances. In the absence of advanced automation, low-cost labor is essential. Therefore, we outsource mass production of goods and the component parts that make goods to low-wage jurisdictions, generally in Asia. And even as relative wages rose in those countries, the advent of low-cost shipping solutions like containerization and very large ships to carry them kept the offshore competitive advantage strong until COVID-19. The pandemic simultaneously disrupted every aspect of global supply chains, from labor shortages in the originating factories, to shortages of truck drivers to haul the goods to ports, to shortages of shipping containers, which are piling up in the wrong places all over the world. Can the lack of a single integrated circuit stop production of something as complex as an SUV? Well, it can, and it does. 
So why not just make everything we need here at home? Well, we can, but American consumers have consistently shown that given a choice between higher-priced domestic goods and similar products sourced offshore at lower prices, they will choose the latter. They do it with every paycheck at every Walmart, Target, and Dollar General in the nation. So does this mean we're doomed? Well, no, but it does mean that in the transition period between current production technology and advanced automation that completely replaces human labor, costs will be higher for domestic production. And with domestic labor shortages driving up wages, the combination of higher wages driving higher prices equals inflation. And the end of the pandemic may not solve this problem. What will solve it is advanced automation. The only question then is, with fewer and fewer workers actually producing anything, will enough people have disposable income to buy the things the factories make? And that's going to be the fundamental problem of the 21st century. Well, that's it for this week's episode of End of the Line. To check out these podcasts as videos, visit engineering.com TV. If you like this show, consider joining engineering.com to get personalized story recommendations, follow topics you care about, and participate with the global engineering community. Thanks for tuning in.